Good morning, welcome to Planet Chaos. I am your host, Brandon Chaos. Uh, we're back back after a, uh, a lengthy break. It's been like over a month since we've done a show. Uh, feel nice and refreshed after a little summer break. Uh, a lot going on out there in the world. Uh, but also a lot going on here on the show as well. Um, making some big changes. Um, you know, before the, the pandemic began, we were on a, on a pretty nice, uh, a nice track kind of going where, you know, we felt that we needed to go. We're going down the right direction. Uh, you know, did did interviews on pretty much every episode. Um, you know, going back, we uh, you know, we had the breezeway and and crashed the grade on our first episode back. Uh, and of course, Glass Alice and Drifting Thing were also on. Uh, you know, and then we had Kurt from Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. And of course, Douglas Esper, author and uh, one-time drummer for the great Chuck Mosley. Uh, and then, of course, coronavirus happened and, uh, you know, it affected us like it affected everyone else. You know, kind of put us into a position where we were, uh, you know, doing the show remotely. Uh, still are, actually, still doing the show remotely. But, uh, uh, hoping, you know, once I feel that everything's right, we're going to be, you know, going back to having guests in studio and, and stuff like that. And, uh, but still, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have guests. We're gonna we're we're starting to bring guests back remotely. We got a guest on today, uh, Matt Skeen, uh, one-time member of uh, Zero Set Memory. He does acoustic solo stuff now, and then he's got a new band in the works. So uh, we're gonna be talking about that. Uh, and next week, uh, Crash the Great. We'll be back on, and uh, she'll actually be live in studio, so that'll be a lot of fun. Um, I'm really looking forward to that, because it'll, it'll just be her and I in the studio. Uh, we're going to bullshit. She's going to play some music. Uh, kind of feel bad that, uh, you know, the last time she was on, we had some technical difficulties that we didn't realize until uh, we got to the editing phase of the show, and... Uh, couldn't hear her keyboard at all. I always felt bad about that. So uh, I'm going to give myself the chance to uh, redeem myself for, for the uh, faux pas on that episode. And uh, next week we also have... Uh, we're going to have Tom and Jamie from uh, Moonlight DJ and Karaoke. They will be uh, appearing remotely... Um, just gonna be bullshitting with them. They're gonna plug their business a little bit, and then uh, they're they're a married couple. 
And they don't know this yet. I haven't told them. But uh, on that episode, I'm also going to bring my wife on. And we're going to be playing a, a little uh, married couple game. Um, I'm going to come up with questions for, for, for my wife and for Jamie as well. They're going to answer those questions, and then uh, Tom and I have to guess what they answered for each question. So it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. Haven't done a game in a long time. Uh, you know, of course, everybody, everybody's been complaining uh, since we've come back. I've gotten a lot of complaints that the show isn't what it was, uh, you know, back in 2012, 2013. Uh, then, of course, I get the other side of it that the show isn't what the midnight hour was uh in 2014 25 2015 and it it, it wasn't what uh you know happy hour was in 2015 and yeah i'm i'm not going to please all those people uh the show's never going to be what it was in any particular point in time um i've evolved as a host um i've evolved as an interviewer um and you know the, the the market is a lot more oversaturated than it was with podcasts at that time uh, you know, every every idiot with a USB mic thinks that they're a, a podcaster and thinks that they're going to get rich off of it. They all think they're the next Joe Rogan. Uh, and it it affects a lot of the, uh, the OG podcasters like myself. I mean, I was doing something similar to a podcast before there was even a name for it. Uh, you know, my my bro- my younger brother and a couple of our friends used to do like a uh, it was almost like a mock version of uh, a show Love Line that you know with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla back in the day. Uh, you know, my brother and I would play the hosts. Uh, you know, we had friends that would play celebrity guests that would do voices, and then uh, had friends that would. You know, be fake callers, and I've posted on my old Angel Fire website, which, for all I know, that website may actually still be out there. Who knows? Uh, so yeah, I've been doing this a long time, and then you know, radio off and on. Uh, so I kind of feel like I'm a bit more professional than some of these guys that you know see what Joe Rogan has done and want to be like him whereas I have been honing my craft for like 25 years but like I said there's big changes coming uh, a lot of big things coming up um, you know the whole COVID thing really threw us off um, you know we were on track 
to to get a lot of uh, bigger name guests in, and then you know, a lot of guests didn't want to come on because you know during COVID they they weren't doing anything other than than live streaming from their homes. You know, you know, even the ones that were putting out new music were like, you know, I'm, I'm not plugging any live shows. What's the point? I totally understand it. I, I've got no, you know, no ill feelings towards anybody for not wanting to come on the show. I completely understand. You know, there were a lot of weeks where I didn't even want to fucking do the show. You know, I begrudgingly came down into the studio and, and I did it. Whether I wanted to or not. Um, but that's kind of the, the way it's been. But as things are opening up now, uh, I've had people reach out to me. I've reached out to other people. And, uh, you know, we're, we're slowly getting back to where we need to be. Uh, as far as where this show should be on track to be. Um, there's also going to be uh, you know, some other changes as far as the uh, the seats in this studio as well. Um, I don't normally talk about someone leaving the show. Uh, un unfortunately, uh, Ed decided to, uh, to depart. Uh, you know, again, it, there, there was no, you know, no ill feelings there. Um, I could tell the last few episodes we did is, you know, he just wasn't feeling it. He wasn't all there. I completely understand. And he's not, not really leaving us entirely. I, I shouldn't say, I, I should say that, um, you know he uh, he just didn't want to sit in the in the co-host seat, which is completely understandable. That's you know his heart wasn't there, uh, but he'll still be around. Um, you know he'll still be doing comedy bits and uh, you know possibly coming on as a guest here and there from time to time. You know. Uh, I, I told him I'm still going to use his Omegle bits that he had sent me a while back. Uh, I'm going to cut those up sometime and use them. Uh, but yeah, there's going to be you know some new voices in the studio soon, and uh, you know, I'm very excited about that. I'm excited about all the new stuff that we're working on. Uh, which I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about more, you know, in the coming weeks. Um, like I said, I got Matt Skeen coming on this week. Uh, you know, Crash the Great next week, and then of course uh, Tom and Jamie from uh, from Moonlight DJ and Karaoke will also be on next week. I'm very excited about that. And then I think the week after that, um, I'm gonna be having. Uh, Concert promoter Mike Wendell will be on. That'll be really cool. We're going to talk about what he's working on. He's got a lot of big shows he's working on. Uh, you know, I haven't been out really during this pandemic. 
Especially I've not been to a bar. I haven't been to a bar in like two years now. Uh, you know, so I'm interested, you know, to get the perspectives of, of people who have been out and who have been either putting together or playing shows recently. You know, whether they're vaccinated or unvaccinated, I'm really, really curious about all that. So, you know, like Matt Skeen's been playing, uh, Crash has been playing, uh, Tom and Jamie have been DJing gigs. And then, of course, Mike Window has been, you know, promoting shows. So we're going to see how that's going with them, uh, you know, in the midst of this pandemic. All right. So I'm going to take a, uh, I'm going to take a little bit of a break. We'll be back in a few minutes. Stay tuned. Check out our new merch store. You can grab yourself a t-shirt, hoodie, stickers, pillows, and more. You can also get Brandon's book, Bedtime Stories, there as well. That is PlanetChaosRadio.com. Matt Skeen here. What's going on today, Matt? Not a whole lot, man. Not a whole lot at all. I see you're playing all over the place right now. Been doing a lot yeah, of shows. Yeah, I'm starting to. As many as I can cram in right now, yeah. Um, a lot. Are, are you vaccinated or no? <laughs> I'm, I'm just curious. Uh, yes, yes, I am. You are? Okay. Um, yeah. Does that make you nervous though? Because when somebody asked me that, no, no, I mean like playing or just shows being and, vaccinated and or playing shows, playing shows. No, no, not really. I mean, I don't really come into contact as many people with as many people as you would think. Yeah, being in a corner in a bar. I see a lot of so. musicians are like really excited to be out playing again. And I'm like, man, I don't even want to walk in a bar right now. I just feel like it's too crowded. Too yeah, I think it kind close of close by. You know. I think the uh, the desire has kind of outweighed it, you know. You missed it's been playing, a long time, though, right? I mean, everybody's got to miss playing. Yeah, that's yeah. I really missed playing. Yeah, I see. You know, shows are starting to pick back up, which is good. How have the crowds been? Um, I mean, they're not like overcrowded, shoulder to shoulder, or anything like that. I mean, some of them have a decent amount of people. Uh, bars are, I mean, bars are packed. Yeah. The bars themselves. Um, but nothing crazy. Pretty typical crowds. Yeah. See, I don't know. I've, you know, I'm, I'm actually not vaccinated right now. I haven't gotten mine yet. I still plan on getting it soon. Um, but even if I was, I don't know, I'd, I'd still be nervous. I don't know. I yeah, the, I mean, there's a, the Delta there's a variant little bit there. really scares me, you know? 
there's definitely a little bit there, but uh, I mean, I got to go out and do something. Yeah. Yeah, as a, as a musician, you can't just sit around at home. You, right. You're bored. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't making any progress in here. I mean, I sat in here for like a year of my life in this yeah. room. So, not much happened in here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you're, you're doing the solo acoustic thing now. Um, mm-hmm. Any plans on getting back together with a band? I have a band. Oh, you do have a band. We're okay. just kind of... I do. No name. Just uh, kind of writing right now, okay. hoping that that name pops up at some point. None of us seem to be too thrilled about the idea of having to give another band a name, <laughs> so uh, we're just kind of letting part. that happen. Yeah, yeah, we're just kind of letting that happen naturally. Yeah. So, uh, are you playing with your brother again? Yeah, he okay. is actually in it as well. He actually just joined up about two months ago, two three months ago. Band's been playing through the whole entire pandemic and in, in my home studio. Okay. So, um, and he just he just joined us about three months ago, and we're kind of trying to get everything tight. Are you playing with anybody that I would know? Um, I don't know. Uh, hey, my drummer's name is. Seen? Uh, you know who Ross Shuttleworth is? He's my drummer. And I used uh, to know Dan Rusty Van- Shuttleworth. That's yeah, Rusty. Yeah, that's him. Oh, okay. He's my drummer. Okay. Um, and uh, Daniel Van Kirk, Dan Van Kirk. Oh shit. He is. Uh, I know who that is. He is the bass player. Okay. Yeah, they were in a band, uh, Rounding, Rounding Third, Third. I think was the band. They were in a really, really long time ago. The band changed names so many times. Before that, they were Livid. Uh, before that, they were Anchor Against Tragedy, and before that, they were uh, Exit Fourteen. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they had a lot of a lot of name changes there. Very talented dudes, though. Yeah, it's very, awesome to be playing with those talented. guys. Yeah, I might be the least talented guy in the group, so that's <laughs> always uh, that's always good to know. You got yeah. a bunch of talented people around you. I learn a lot from them. So yeah, a couple of old guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. You got a guitar there. Why don't you go ahead and play something mm-hmm. for us? All right, yeah, sure. I see your face when I close my eyes 
of the night Now I'm afraid that I'm losing my mind Now I am losing my Have a point to get across. I can't stress these thoughts. What's on my mind when I'm there? I just stare in your eyes and I'm lost in time and I can't find the words to describe in my head. The subliminal sublime, I'm lost. I'm lost myself in you and now I see your face when I close my eyes hear your voice in the silence of the night now I'm afraid that I'm losing my mind now I am losing my mind guy who writes songs too i'm always curious where do you find influence for your songs random absolutely random i'm not the type of person that can just sit down and write something good everything that i write i guess comes from a unique experience that i have so are you just like sitting there and like something random will just pop in your head like words or maybe a certain riff or, or melody or something yeah I mean, I've pulled over off the road before to write something down that's going on. Yeah. And then I take that home, and then I kind of branch it out from there. Does does it come from somewhere, though? Like, maybe something in your life triggers maybe... Oh, yeah, it's it's, you know, it's all it, experience. Yeah. Is it, I write based off of experience. You know, every songwriter is different. I've talked to guys that are like, I just make up stories like an author. Right. You know. Yeah, no, that's I I mean I I I've done that a couple times and they're all right songs, but I mean the best the best things that I've written 
come from experience. Yeah. Actual, actual, an actual emotion that I felt at some point or another. And when you write a song, you know, does the influence something that's current going on, or it could be something triggered by something years ago in your past? It's typically something current. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I might, I might write something current though, and it doesn't, nothing happens with it for six months. And then I revisit that idea that, you know, I saved in my, my notes or I scribbled in a notepad somewhere. Um, I mean, I might revisit that, but typically when I write, start writing something, it comes from an emotion that I'm feeling right then and there. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, who are some of your musical influences? I feel like you're somebody who's kind of all over the place. You don't listen to just one style of yeah. music. Um, yeah. I mean, guitar-wise, uh, I love a lot of blues stuff. Stevie Ray Vaughan, um, that kind of stuff. Uh, Mike McCready is probably my favorite. Mike McCready and Jerry Cantrell are probably my two greatest guitar influences. Um, as far as vocals go, I don't really have an influence because you don't want to try and sound like other people, but I have vocalists that I, I, I like to listen to a lot, like Connor Mason of Nothing But Thieves. Um, Not familiar I love with listening them. to that guy sing. Really? Yeah. Um, I mean, he's got an incredible voice, and they've got a pretty big catalog. Um, they had a, they're UK-based. Okay. So, um, But guitar-wise, yeah, very grungy roots. Yeah, blues and grunge. I feel like because uh, you're you're a little bit younger than me. I feel like a lot of people your age and even younger really like the grunge stuff. You see that a lot? No, not really. Actually, um, I don't I've talk to so many young people me. that are into like Nirvana and Pearl Jam and all that. Nirvana, maybe. I feel like everybody is in Nirvana at one point or another, but as far as like Pearl Jam, no, I don't meet a ton of people my age. I meet people your age. Yeah. <laughs> I love Pearl Jam. My fiance loves Pearl Jam. I have some friends that are, you know, that were around during the grunge era that love that type of music, but not a lot. See, I see Definitely it as the opposite. Definitely Nirvana. Everybody loves Nirvana. See, I see it as the opposite because, you know, like I grew up during that era. I lived through the grunge era. I was a teenager. And a lot of us were like, yeah, it's okay to listen to. But years later, like we feel like it sounds dated, but like the younger crowd is really into it. Yeah. Like my, I, my I 13 year old. Maybe it's like the equivalent of like you liking 70s music when you were a teenager like and my parents weren't you know, really that, into it you know right yeah yeah maybe that's kind of what it is like i, I really like led zeppelin I, but my dad he never got into zeppelin yeah so yeah. it's probably that kind of a, of an equivalent yeah um, i never really had anybody around me to like grunge i just heard it at some point and that's probably because like, oh, wow, i really like rock radio still plays the shit out of it Seems like every time Pearl I turn Jam, on a Pearl Jam, Nirvana, yeah. Every time uh, I turn on a Stone rock Temple radio Pilots station, like Wood by Alice in Chains is usually on. Yeah, Alice in Chains. Yeah, they're all over the radio. Grunge in general, like all those really popular ones that were like at the top of the charts, are always constantly on the radio. Yeah. it's almost classic rock at this point. Well, I mean, 
it fits the the <laughs> definition. Classic rock is right. you know twenty five years old, so yeah, it fits the definition. Yeah, so it's the same as you listening to classic rock when you were yeah. younger. Now, now your kids into it because it was cool, and then it wasn't cool, and now it's cool all over again. Yeah, and soon it won't be cool again. And you know, Nickelback will be the big thing that everybody's kids oh, listening God, to I because hope it's not. <laughs> like Silver Side Up will be every kid's favorite album. It'll be like, you know, it'll come back and chart, go on the charts again. You know, I would rather the next generation get into like My Chemical Romance than Nickelback. That'll be next. That'll come after. Oh, that'll that. come after the Nickelback. Okay. Yeah, the, the whole scene thing will happen over again. It'll go butt rock scene, and then you know. Because we had an attempt. Uh, we had an attempt to revive new metal a few years ago. Do you remember that? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Because it it didn't wasn't revive a part of that. It. Yeah. Um, no, I mean there were a few bands that came out that were supposed to be like the new metal revival, and uh, I actually. You know, when I was booking it at Chippers, I actually booked one of the bands. It was supposed to be like one of the next big things. They were called Keychain, and uh, they're okay. broken up now. <laughs> Just like a lot of those bands from the new metal revival. The new metal revival, that's a hard one. That's a hard one to revive. I feel yeah. like. Well, at at some point, you know, everything kind of started sounding the same during that era. Yeah, there were a few that had their own. I mean, I still listen to Deftones. The new, yeah. uh, the new album that they put out, I absolutely, I, I love that album. That's a good Front record. Front to back. Uh, they, yeah. yeah, they really... They rarely, they rarely disappoint me, though, yeah. ever. So, um, I mean, I guess probably the only new metal band I really listen to. If they're even considered new metal, I think they're grouped in with, they're, they're with the new metal They're lumped in crowd. with that because they kind of started out with that, and then they moved away from it. Yeah, new metal is a tough sell for a younger generation because they kind of laugh at it. Just like, you know, if someone were to try to revive hair metal, you know. Oh, God. It, it, you know, it was a butt of a lot of jokes. It's a hard sell for a younger generation. But I guess yeah. grunge is probably an easier hair sell. Hair metal is very corny. Yeah. Yeah. Because grunge is more, I feel like, of. Uh, I don't know. It's more less like, manufactured. It's, yeah, it's more tied to emotion. There's a lot more emotion yeah. involved in grunge music where uh, hair metal was just drug sex and rock and roll. And, you know, yeah. that's, I feel like that's what all of it was about, women and drugs and just getting messed up all the time. It's kind of what new metal was about, too. <laughs> yeah, but you could understand the, the hair metal people a little bit more. Yeah. And actually, that's probably why you can't revive new metals because when you think new metal, I think most people think of Limp Bizkit, and nobody wants another one of those to happen again. And nobody wants to dig out their old Jinkos. <laughs> a buddy of mine was just telling me he spent like $150, something like that, on a pair of Jankos during that time period. Yeah, the, you know what? Uh, the, the last band I was in, the drummer, actually, you, you would know him, Joe Carbon. He, uh, yeah, he tried to bring back Jankos at one point in time. Didn't, didn't, didn't go, did it? No, I think he still wears them, though. Hey, I mean, if you want to wear Jankos, you can wear Jankos. I just don't think that's going to become a... I never got into it, but bad. I've heard they're comfy as shit. It might actually come back around, because everything seems to get really tight 
Yeah. Everyone wears everything really tight, and then it blows back up. It's just like music circling itself. Yeah. Jeans get big, jeans get small. So maybe, maybe they'll come back. What do you think of uh, rock over the last few years? Do you think rock's dying? That's been a big debate. I think it's very underground. At least everything that I listen to is very underground. Um, like, I don't know if you've ever heard of Cleopatra. No. Um, uh, yeah, stuff like that. Like blues, rock music. Um, I, I couldn't even really tell you what was on rock radio. Do, do we even have a rock radio station other than 93.3 anymore that plays new stuff? I think 93.3 mostly plays classic rock these days it's all it's all older stuff so you're not going to hear anything new on there so i mean i i I think i'm like everybody else these days i get all my my new bands from what spotify decides to recommend to me yeah um and i was really really into highly suspect um yeah i remember you telling me about them yeah obsessed with them and i kind of just branched out from there and uh so no, I don't think it's dying, but it's definitely not popular anymore. It's not what everybody wants to hear. What What do you think is the reason for that? You think it's because it's just not any good? <sighs> you think the labels aren't I... putting enough energy into the rock acts to get them out there? There's got to be I something, have no right? Idea that that's I have no idea that side of it. But I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say it had something to do with electronics getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You don't need a four-piece band to make music anymore. You can have, you know... I can see that to an extent. Um, Which I enjoy. I mean, I I put out an EP last September uh, under the name Alchemy Gold. Yeah. Um, And you can find that on Spotify. And it's... I mean, I play guitar and I sing, but the rest of it is totally electronic. Yeah. Um, So, I I would say that's probably it. I I don't listen to a whole lot of newer rock. If I listen to rock, it's... And stuff from like, you know, more than ten years ago, you know, a lot of two thousands, eighties, nineties stuff. The stuff I listen to that's like from the last decade is mostly pop and hip hop, because I felt like, you know, I'll I'll listen to, like I've got Sirius XM, so I'll listen to like Octane, which is like their new rock station. Mm-hmm. And after about a half hour of listening, it's I, I feel like I've listened to the same song on repeat. You know, and then I switch over to like the top forty station. I feel like there's more, you know, more uh, diversity in the sounds of the modern pop and hip hop artists than there is. With you can get a lot. You can artists. get a lot of sounds out of plug out of plugins and, and, yeah. and different keyboards and stuff like that. So I mean, there's and you can tweak them and change how they sound, and people can be really really creative with, you know, making these different synth sounds and plugins and all that on on the computer. Yeah, so these pop it's a little artists. more versatile than a guitar. Yeah, these pop artists are experimenting with so many other different genres within pop music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dua Lipa's a fine example of that. You know, she'll do like calypso music and reggae, but then she'll go and do disco and uh, trip hop even. Whereas, yeah, I think a lot of pop you know, artists the, do that now. The rock artists are kind of doing one thing and sticking with it. Yeah, I kind of have a problem doing that a lot of times, though, too. Like, if you were to, like, again, Alchemy Gold on Spotify or wherever you can stream it, if you went and listened to those four songs I have on there, I mean, two of them are, are kind of similar. 
but uh, another one is very punk driven and the other one is hip hop. Okay. So it, it's very different, whatever I wanted to do at the time. And, I, and with uh, whatever me and my friend Chris that helped me make it uh, wanted to do. So. See, I like that. I like when, when artists can, you know, branch out and do different genres. Um, you know, there's a lot of local bands in this area that do that. Um, and you guys, when you, you when you were in Zero Set Memory, you guys had a pretty diverse sound. Yeah, we. I mean, even now, I mean, if I look at our covers, I mean, we don't. Uh, we play a lot of different. Sorry, I got the board behind me. <laughs> I mean, we have Hava- we have Havana by Camila Cabello on there. We have Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. Faded by Soul Decision. I don't oh, know wow. if you remember Soul yeah. Decision from back in the day. Of course, we play Hit Me Baby One More Time, uh, Bad Moon Rising, CCR, uh, everything Zen, Bush. I mean, we're all over the place. So are you, guys, are you guys a cover band? Or no, we have, too? we have 11 different originals up okay. there, too, that we're, that we're just kind of polishing, and we're going to go into the studio and record them and nice. release them. But, of course, we're doing the cover thing, too, so we can get out there and you know, play Friday, Saturday night bars, clubs, and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I I tell Hopefully bands too. all the time you got to have some covers in your set. You yeah, know? that's seventy five percent of our set. I mean, we we can play. We have I think thirty of them up there. Yeah, if you could get people, you know, get people dancing to one of the covers, and then you hit them with an original. Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, all of our originals are very like we. We've developed a rock sound as a band when we write, so we kind of have a reoccurring sound as a group. Yeah. Um, and those covers break it up because we can experiment a little bit more or you know, lean a different way with the sounds that we're playing with. So that breaks up. You know, Even if you don't like the sound of my band's original music, we have a little bit more than that to offer. Yeah. You know, I'm, we're probably going to play a song you know and, and you can enjoy. Yeah. So what did you think of the the Foo Fighters doing those Bee Gees covers? Speaking of bands doing something different. Didn't even I did not even see it. Yeah, they did a uh, In fact, this is the first time hearing about it and I love the Bee Gees, so I'm probably going to look that up when I'm done here. Yeah, they did a, a record store day release. Uh they called themselves the Dee Gees. The Dee Gees. Okay. <laughs> and uh yeah, they just did a bunch of Bee Gees covers. That's awesome. I'm going to check that out. And, uh, you know, it doesn't sound like the Foo Fighters at all. Like a, a little bit no. here and there, you could tell it's Dave. But Did his, he do a good Barry Gibb? His his falsetto is, is on point. Yeah? Man. Yeah. Pretty good? Yeah, I was okay. I'm, I'm sure there's some studio magic in there. Uh, but, yeah, it, I was impressed. I thought I, you know, went into it thinking it was going to be trash, but it was really good. I was impressed. You know, they. I, I've heard a lot of people give them a pretty... Uh, bad rep lately as far as like, I don't know, I think they got too big and now people are starting to hate on them but they don't really do a whole lot of stuff that sounds bad Yeah, I think ever really I mean I've seen them live three times too and, and they were absolutely phenomenal completely three different shows I mean they're, they're a pretty good band they just put good material out Yeah, you might not like to listen to it on your day to day basis but it's good, they do very very well at it the Foo Fighters have a lot of songs that I enjoy. I really like the Foo Fighters. And Dave's just a super nice, likable dude. 
Yeah, and that, actually, the one by one album. I don't. I don't care how much everybody hates them or how big they get or how commercial they go. That one by one album is like ingrained in me. That was a great record. So, probably, I love that album. Probably their, uh, maybe one of their. Best. I think it's their best. Some uh, some people disagree. My bass player Dan, he's a he's a big Foo Fighters fan. I think that he likes the color and the shape. The one before it. Is that the one before it? It's either that or Pocket Watch. I don't know. Uh, Color in the Shape was the one with like Everlong and Monkey Wrench and all that stuff on it. That was probably my favorite. But of course, that was like the soundtrack to my high school year, so (laughs) I'm a little partial to it. You can just turn on a teen movie and those songs are played. That's true. That, That album. Yeah, I put on American Pie. That's... The soundtrack for that's like the soundtrack to my high school. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, like fourth grade. You were in fourth grade? Damn. I was like in fourth grade when I came from out of something. I was young. Yeah. Uh, so you want to go ahead and play another song? Yeah, we can play another one. All right. Don't think I have it in me anymore Somebody come and play these notes I don't feel there's much left in my soul The mud is just as deep on the other side no sense in separating life Focus fading, both my hands are shaking I've lost concentration on my destination I'm lost Another swig, another smoke Nurse come gently with a tone No other way for me to say another day That I'm lonely and I'm faded at the end of my road And news to say if I'm okay and not The doctor wants to numb me up with ruckus and forget me not Don't, 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 don't Don't tell me how to fix my Focus fading, both my hands are shaking. I've lost 
concentration on my destination. Another swig, another smoke Another motherfucking way to cope with my focus fading Both my heads are shaking I thought concentration on my destination So I'm going to have to uh, wrap things up here in a minute. Uh, where are you going to be at next? Let's see. This Thursday night, uh, first show I'm doing at Weston, Maine, downtown Warren uh, from 6 to 9. And then Friday night, I'm at Raiders Lounge on the west side from 7 to 11. Um, but you can also see I have all this stuff up if you go to Facebook at uh, Matt Skeen Music. Um, you can find it there. I have everything up. Uh, for all my shows throughout this month in August. All right, very nice. Uh, anything else you want to plug? Let me drop that Spotify one more time. Oh yeah, Alchemy Gold on Spotify. Look that up. Or uh, Apple Music, Amazon Music. It's wherever you can stream YouTube. Um, also, YouTube.com/slash Matskeen. Go on there, like and subscribe to videos that are on there as well. And you can find me on Instagram under Matskeen as well. All right, very nice. Matt, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show, man. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thank you. And I will be back in a few minutes, everyone. Stay tuned. yourself a t-shirt, hoodie, stickers, pillows, and more. You can also get Brandon's book, Bedtime Stories, there as well. That is planetchaosradio.com.
All right, great conversation there with Matt. Always, always good to talk to him. Uh, you know, make sure you you go and check him out. One of his live shows, or uh, you know, find him on social media. Or uh, you know, he dropped the the link for his his Spotify or you know wherever you listen to music at. You can check him out. Uh, one more time, I'm gonna get a a quick plug in for uh, you know upcoming shows. Uh, like I said, next week, Crash the Great will be live in studio. Uh, we're gonna have her for the whole episode, so. Uh, that, that should definitely be interesting. So we're probably going to be talking more than, than what a normal interview would be. It's it's probably going to be more like a guest co-host than, uh, than it'll be an interview. I'm sure we'll do some interview style stuff. But for the most part, she's going to be almost like a guest co-host next week. So that'll definitely be interesting. And then, uh, you know, of course, it's, uh, Tom and Jamie from Moonlight DJ and Karaoke. They will be on as well. Playing a little married couples game. Um, and then, of course, the week after that, we'll have uh, concert promoter Mike Wendell. He'll be uh, appearing virtually, talking about what he's got going on, uh, big things he's working on. Um, he's, he's definitely a character. He's an interesting guy. Um, so I definitely look forward to talking to him. Um, so it's time to wrap things up. Uh, you can listen to the show on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Bullhorn, CastBox, uh, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, any, anywhere you can listen to po- podcasts at. There's, looks like we're up to like 50 different, uh, avenues in which you can listen to us. Uh, of course, the website it's uh, planetchaosradio.com. Uh, our merch store is still open. Uh, since a lot of the mask mandates have been lifted, you may not need the masks. But uh, you know, fall is right around the corner, so you're going to need a hoodie. Uh, you know, tank tops are still available for for summer. Uh, you know, coffee mugs, t-shirts. Uh, my book's still there. Uh, and of course, you can get the official cum towel because who doesn't need an official cum towel? Um, you can email the show at any time. It's planetchaosradio at gmail dot com. Uh, you never know your your email could get read on the air. Um, so yeah, if you have anything that you want to discuss, uh, yeah, go ahead and and uh, send us an email. You can find the show on Instagram and YouTube. It's at Planet Chaos Radio. Uh, Twitter is at Planet Chaos underscore. You know, again, like if you have anything to contribute to the show, uh, you know, reach out to us on Twitter as well. It's at Planet Chaos underscore. Uh, just make sure you mention the show in your tweet. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. It is at Brandon underscore Chaos. Uh, Tumblr, it's at Brandon Chaos, all one word. TikTok is at official Brandon Chaos, again, all one word. All right, um, yeah, so we'll be back again next week. Like I said, Crash the Great will be live in studio, uh, and of course the uh, the married couples game with uh, Tom and Jamie from Moonlight DJ and Karaoke. So it's gonna be very exciting. 
So we will catch you guys again next week. Goodbye.